0: Me a moves. It's time to pop 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 podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to You activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week we are not talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Jimmy, <laughs> what are we episode?
1: What are we talking about? We, my friend, are talking about the first episode of the F0 anime. Uh in Japan it was called F0 Falcon Densetsu. Uh, which is literally F Zero Legend of Falcon. In English, it was translated by Four Kids as F Zero GP Legend. So it's another delightful Four Kids romp.
0: Yeah, Stan, Stan in the family.
1: Staying in the, the Four Kids family.
0: <laughs> uh, but, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of crossover I noticed in the English dub specifically with voice actors. Yeah, pretty much. Well, certainly all the main characters, but pretty much the whole cast. Also did voices for Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: Uh, I'm not too surprised. Yeah, it's about the same time frame.
0: uh When did this? uh When did this come out?
1: uh The original run was uh 2003 to 2004, so right smack in the middle of Yu-Gi-Oh.
0: Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Right, right in the <laughs> at the height of the reign of four kids.
1: Yep, they had four voice actors, and by golly, they were going to use them.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you got to get your money's worth. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ease folks into a non-Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh episode, if that's okay with you.
1: Like a nice warm bath, just kind of (laughs) lower yourself in gradually.
0: Yeah, um, we have a couple of emails, uh, so Listener Dab, who's written in the the last couple of weeks, has some follow-up for us, uh, and Jimmy, do you remember when we were asking listeners for fan, uh, uh, fiction?
1: Uh, Unfortunately, I do.
0: And the results were varied. But so Dab has sent in some fan fiction based on the monster bracket that ended last week that I want to read real quick. It's titled, A Whale of a Curse. (laughs) It's been a while since I've had the time to sit down, and even now I'll have to move soon. Let me explain. My name is Lucas Verontan, and my family is cursed. I know, I didn't believe it either until a week ago. My dad always told me stories about my ancestor, Tyler, the Duel Monsters scientist. He said he was one of the most brilliant men in the world until he disappeared. Oddly enough, it was right after his greatest discovery, a way to bring Duel Monsters cards physically to life. Nobody knew which card he had tested it on, and he had told nobody how he had done it. And to this day, nobody had discovered what his secret was. But recently, my dad told me that half the story wasn't true. Our family had always known what Tyler did. He brought Fortress Whale into the world, then died capturing him. As Fortress Whale was captured, Tyler was killed, and Fortress Whale cursed Tyler's family until somebody managed to defeat him. And two months ago, my father went out to try his hand at defeating the Fortress Whale, which is what the curse makes us do. That's Whale of a Curse by Listener Dab. (laughs) Thank you, Listener Dab. Uh, Listener dab also follows up. Hey guys, so none of you guys accurately had the meta pinned down. If you remember last week, they asked us what real life <laughs> Yu Gi Oh meta I can't say was I'm like. I'm surprised. Uh, and uh, so they say, don't worry, I didn't expect you to get close. Tyler <laughs> was probably the closest, but even he was pretty far. The Yu Gi Oh meta revolves around using spells and monster effects to summon cards without having to tribute. Currently, ah. traps are useless because they take a full turn to activate, and your opponent can activate a trap-distorting spell in one turn's time. So, like, what's the point?
1: You mean there... You, you mean, hold up. You mean to tell me that there's no point to activating my trap card? At, at, yeah, kind of. That's what we're getting at. It's
0: all spells to summon monsters quickly, I guess.
1: Damn it, we have to rename our show now.
0: <laughs> we can still activate things. Mm-hmm. It just takes time
1: low and slow
0: <laughs> as our podcast does <laughs> uh so that's that's what we have as far as Oh content for this week i'll say this real quick uh i'm going to bring this up again at the end of the episode but if you are the kind of person who enjoys listening to our show uh and you're the kind of person who would say to yourself hey i want to support artists that i like um go to the show notes for this uh, episode and there will be a link to blacklivesmatters.card that's c-a-r-r-d.co and that is a whole list of links of ways to help black lives matter causes uh, because black lives matter and there's a ton of stuff in there that you don't have to pay for either there's just like ways to support so even if you're flat broke go click on it Uh, and uh, yeah we appreciate you with that It's time to discuss the episode. So, Jimmy, this episode of F-Zero GP Legend uh, is titled, what is it? Fantastic Start?
1: Something like that.
0: So we watched, maybe we should start with what we watched exactly, because we watched the
1: Japanese version. Yes, this is the fan sub Japanese version that I found many, many years ago. Um, the the dub version
0: together. the dub version is on YouTube I found out so if you want to go oh, watch it the dub search YouTube just search F zero GP Legend episode one uh, one of the things that we found out while it's kind of starting to do this episode is you know you had the rip of the fan sub uh, it's kind of a mystery where these episodes went nobody really knows who has the master copies so we're just kind of relying on fans of the show duping tapes basically.
1: Yeah, the the thing about this show you need to understand is it's one of those shows that no one really cares about enough where you can just apparently upload entire episodes onto YouTube and no one will come after you.
0: Which surprises me because like Nintendo is known for being pretty litigious.
1: But I guess uh 4 Kids is not.
0: I guess not. I don't know. Well, I mean, does 4 Kids exist anymore?
1: That's Actually a great question. That. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason it hasn't been released anywhere is because the company that has the rights to it has completely dissolved.
0: Uh, let's see. Like twice. Four, four licensing corporation, formerly Leisure Concepts, formerly 4Kids For Entertainment, uh, industry licensing, fate, bankruptcy.
1: Successor, oh, 4K go.
0: Media. Hang on. Uh, 4K Media still exists. 4K Media is still running.
1: 4K Media? Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a misnomer. Uh, oh, they're pardon me, uh, Konami, their, which is also their videos to 4K. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could you imagine Yu-Gi-Oh in 4K? Uh, pardon me, they're now Konami Cross Media New York Inc.
1: What a perfectly so own... normal name. They're owned by, by
0: Konami, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so I guess nobody really cares about F-Zero the show anymore. So why are well, why are we caring? Why do we bother? <laughs>
1: Uh, Because F-Zero the series is very good, and uh, even Nintendo apparently doesn't care enough about F-Zero anymore to release a new game. The only person who does care is Sakurai, the creator of Super (laughs) Smash Brothers.
0: Please, Mr. Sakurai.
1: Please, Mr. Sakurai, take over the F-Zero license. Mm. Um, But this is near and dear to my heart because uh, when I got a GameCube, uh, it came with F-Zero GX which is a phenomenal racing game. Um, it's very fun. It has so much customization and just a lot, of, a lot of care went into making it and they put in a lot of stuff that really didn't need to exist in a game. Hmm. Um, but they did. And um, it, it was a, it's just a very rich experience that you don't see a whole lot now.
0: I've played F-Zero GX. I don't know that I really got into it on the same level that you did. There's a lot of mechanics to be in there. Really
1: into to to get good at it, you have to really understand like each track and like memorize where everything is. Yeah, and just having those like lightning fast reflexes um, that you have to like keep going into again and again to like understand and like kinda, plan around.
0: Yeah, it kind of feels like, and and forgive me if this is an unfair comparison. It kind of feels like that speeder bike level on Battle Toads, but in 3D.
1: I have never played Battletoads so I'm afraid your comparison is lost on me. <laughs> it's
0: a, it's basically unbeatable unless you memorize the position of the obstacles.
1: Oh, yeah. And F-C-R-G-X, and you just have to know. Especially the story mode is practically unbeatable. Um mm. there are several times where I remember looking back playing through the the races I had to basically break physics in order to win. Mhm. By um uh, lo- lo- lowering my uh, racing machine's energy to the point where I could just like crash into a wall and explode. But whenever you do that, it's just like there's an explosion that rockets your ship around. And so I would do that if I was like three people behind um, the person in front, I would just crash into the wall and the explosion would be enough. There was enough time for the explosion to like knock me out in front so I could <laughs> win the course. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well and I guess we should say F-Zero is a racing game, for folks yes. that don't know.
1: <laughs> F Zero uh, is a racing game um made by Nintendo, uh set in the future where it's like a very it's more like a, a, a much more violent F one, which is where the name comes from, I think.
0: Yeah, and the the cars are these hover cars uh that go very fast. And part of what made F0 GX so interesting, and I think this, these are the mechanics you're talking about is they added in all these like physics layers. so you could do things like overheat your engine or crash into a wall and explode, and that would like add to your velocity in weird ways. Um, the The one thing that I have watched all the way through is F0 GX speed runs. Those oh, yeah. get super interesting because they have these like mechanics where you're uh, not drifting, but you're, like, snaking almost? You're, like, yeah, moving left and right? Yeah, this technique is called
1: snaking, and it's basically breaking the physics engine of the game such that you can go up to, like, 2,000 miles an hour. Which just is just blast all the way across the course in, like, a couple of seconds.
0: Right, yeah, and that's another thing of, of like, oh, actual miles per hour matter in this game. Yeah. A- and I don't think there's been a racing game up until that point that really like cared about actual speed metrics everything was kind of just like you are going fast
1: yeah i mean things like mario kart it doesn't really matter because it's more about items and stuff f-zero doesn't have any items which sets it apart from other uh racing games especially of that era it's like kart racers um mm-hmm. the only thing that matters in f-zero is uh going fast and you have to like monitor the energy in your uh your vehicle and you can spend that energy to either like protect yourself from getting hurt or like uh using boost power. Right. You can you you can boost as much as you want until it you basically blow up your vehicle.
0: You can boost when you want to. You can leave your, leave friends, your friends behind. Because
1: uh, <laughs> They don't boost they're no <laughs> friends of mine.
0: Um so uh where does the show come into all of this?
1: The show is almost completely different from the the game, like okay. canon. i, f- well, I So figure. many of the characters are like radically different from how they are. Um, we can get into that while we talk about the episode, but um, it's 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 basically fan fiction of the game.
0: Okay, so it's it's it acknowledges the game, but it is not like the game story doesn't refer to anything that happens here
1: no it is based okay. on characters from the from the game i guess would be oh, the, okay this the is proper... like street
0: fighter the movie sort of yeah okay
1: it's it's more like uh the the mario brothers movie where goombas are like dinosaur people like that's not what Goombas yeah. are.
0: yeah okay
1: you'll never see goombas like that in the game but for the purposes of the the show they they are that
0: right okay uh i couldn't find a summary of the episode that we watched do you have a summary of the episode i have like a whole plot summary but i don't know if i want to like give away spoilers
1: uh i don't know if it there anyone cares enough to have put a entire summary anywhere i'm sure the f0 wiki okay yeah, something. that's that's what
0: look I'm look look looking like at right that. now. I'm looking at f slash wiki Do you want me to just read the plot overview for the series? Sure. I don't know if I don't know if we'll ever come back yeah. to this, so why not? Uh the plot overview for the entire run of F0 GP Legend says police detective Ryu Suzaku, named Rick Wheeler in America, suffers a fatal car accident while in pursuit of an escaped criminal named Zoda. Ryu dies, but is revived in the year 2201 by Mobile Task Force members Jody Summer and Dr. Stewart. Task Force tries to keep the prize money out of the hands of the unsavory people like the Dark Million organization run by Black Shadow and Deathborn. Uh, That organization is responsible for cryogenically evolving Ryu's old enemy, Zoda. Now, Ryu joins the task force to help take down Zoda and the rest of the Dark Million. While pursuing his objectives, Ryu will unexpectedly meet up with the legendary racer and bounty hunter named Captain Falcon.
1: Yep. And there so it is. It's Futurama, basically.
0: Yeah, or Demolition it's Man.
1: Fu- or Demolition Man, but with racing.
0: I, It's been a while since I've talked about Demolition Man on the show. Anyone who has not seen Demolition Man should stop listening to this right now and go watch Demolition Man, however you can, um, because it is it is effectively this exact same plot. It is Sylvester Stallone is a cop. Wesley Snipes is a robber. I don't know. He's a supervillain. Uh, they both get into some weird accident and are both cryogenically frozen for some reason.
1: That's literally the plot of this episode. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and what happens is is some criminals break Wesley Snipes out of the cryogenic freeze, and so they revive Sylvester Stallone because he's the cop that like could bring him down. The trick is, and this is where it sort of differs from the plot of this episode, in Demolition Man, while in cryostasis or whatever it is they call it, you can sort of go in and digitally alter the skill set of the person. Okay. And so the criminals give Wesley Snipes all of these really useful skills like demolitions and firearms and theft and I don't know, whatever. Uh, And then they give Sylvester Stallone's character skills like knitting. (laughs) So he has to sort of relearn how to be a good cop in the future uh and have uh weird vr sex with sandra bullock
1: i have not seen demolition man but now i kind of need to watch it
0: i'm pretty sure it's sandra bullock i suffer from a very specific form of face blindness where i think every white female actor is sandra bullock (laughs) um it is sandra bullock yes that's my one uh this movie actually might be why (laughs) i struggle with that um but yeah, no, it's a very, very, very good movie. Uh, and in that, I mean, it, it's a pretty bad movie actually. Um, but it's exactly the plot of this episode. <laughs> uh, what do we want to start? Do you do want to talk about highlights? I just have some like highlight notes. Yeah, let's just go, go
1: right right down through the through the episode, and we can talk about it as we go along.
0: Okay, can we talk about the intro?
1: Let's let's do the intro because the f- I love the, f- the intro theme song.
0: W- and before the theme. Sur- before anything happens, there's text on the screen. Of course, we're watching the subbed version, so there's always text on the screen. But the text on the screen says, keep the room well-lit while watching F-Zero.
1: And stay far away from the TV. It's wait, Captain, wait. Captain Falcon himself is telling the kids of Japan to, to do all of this. And I'm just
0: like, oh, okay, Cap, cool. I, I will, I guess.
1: Captain Falcon says, be nice to your eyes. Don't watch TV in a dark room.
0: It's a very Nintendo thing to do, I think.
1: Isn't it? It's very, like, isn't it? Haven't you been playing this game long enough? We should put down the DS and go take a break.
0: Remember to go outside.
1: <laughs> Look at some birds.
0: Uh, but then we get into the intro music. Yes. Let's talk about the intro music. It slaps.
1: It, it slaps. slaps.
0: It really whips the llama's ass. I, I can't think of any, like, other way to say it. The The intro music... Uh, is not notably the F zero? Is that song just called Mute City, or is it called Blue just Falcon? The,
1: the Mute City theme song. The yeah. Mute
0: City. It's not the Mute City theme. Uh, the intro music is a song called
1: The Meaning of Tooth by Hero X.
0: Hero X. It is what like a like a it's it's like a punk anime anthem.
1: I'll send it to you so you can put in the episode.
0: Oh, thank you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it in here and we can talk about it. <laughs> it it gives me the same sort of vibe that like um, Naruto's uh, is it Fighting Dreamers is the name of that original theme. We are fighting dreamers, na 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 na, fighting dreamers. It's mm-hmm. it's very like, yeah, we're gonna race today
1: we're going to race there's going to be all kinds of crazy stuff happening got to go fast
0: got to go fast what is it about racing shows that just the really speed. get the,
1: the need it, for it, speed i guess anyway it's super hype
0: it's super hype uh what all what all happens in the intro <laughs>
1: it's it's a very d- despite how good the song is it's a very by the numbers like Kids anime intro with all the characters running different places. And all of the doing characters. Different, all of the characters. There are characters the bad in this guys. intro.
0: There are characters in this intro that literally do not appear in this episode.
1: Oh yeah, uh, all of them. Well, almost all of them, except for two characters, are actually characters in the game as well.
0: Okay, I was going to ask you about this because there's one in particular that I need, I need, need, more information about because. He appears in the intro, and he appears in the outro, and he appears for two frames in the last minute of this episode. Who is the guy with the mustache?
1: Are you referring to Mr. EAD, the android made to look like a fat Mario?
0: That sounds right.
1: Am I? (laughs) You, my friend, are talking about Mr. EAD. He is an android uh, created um, by, I forget who. Uh, in the context of the anime, it's in the anime. It's for all the the characters in the show. But I've uh, I've just looked
0: up Mr. EAD. Uh, yep, yep. That's that's what what I was thinking of. Um, he's never created
1: by the mysterious development group EAD, and I uh-huh. want to point out that EAD is um an internal part of Nintendo, who actually worked on Smash Brothers and some other things.
0: Also. And I've pulled up Mr. EAD's wiki page. In F0, uh, the various parts of your vehicle, I guess, are rated uh, by letters from, yes. from A, through F- e. A through E. Mr. EAD's vehicle stats are EAD.
1: Yep, the great star. <laughs> it's not very good because the body is rated E, which is the worst. So if he like crashes into stuff, he gets hurt very easily and explodes. Gotcha.
0: Uh, the way to describe Mr. EAD just for the the folks who don't want to bother looking it up is um think of bomberman, you know bomberman uh with like the white suit and like the I think he's got pink or blue gloves and and boots. Um picture that with Mario's mustache and like
1: he literally has uh, a power star on his belt.
0: He has a power star on his belt. There's Mario. a GIF on the wiki page of him dressed as Princess Peach, actually. And it's very good. Uh, <laughs> picture. God, what wrestler does he look like?
1: He looks like a lot of wrestlers.
0: Like mid-90s Dave Bautista. Sure. Like, just a big guy. Not, not He's... like, Ripped. Right, Not muscly, necessarily. He's literally just
1: round. Like a sumo wrestler.
0: Solid. He is a solid person. Um, I am kind of obsessed with Mr. EAD. Is Mr. EAD a good racer?
1: Uh, he's pretty good. He's not my favorite. Okay. Um, I think his aesthetic is a little weird. But I feel like that's just F-Zero's general aesthetic. Yeah, it's because like F-Zero if you try to make really Dr. Robotnik
0: th- a good guy
1: kind of yeah he's very dorky he's
0: pretty yeah he seems dorky But like you're about to say f0 F- leans into into what
1: uh especially f0gx f0 really leans into like a sort of saturday morning cartoon level of campiness like this is mm. power an extremely mm. power rangers aesthetic yes everyone is either like cartoonish or like just shredded as hell <laughs>
0: Yeah, which which we can get into a little bit later on uh, as we talk about the show itself. There are some people in the show that have no business being as muscular as they are.
1: No, everyone is just super ripped or like a monster or just like cartoonish. Is
0: this is this uh H.G. Wells's The Time Machine with racing? Just imagining a far-flung future where everyone's either a monster or just swole.
1: <laughs> in in 500 years everyone is just ripped as hell.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not complaining.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to complain.
0: Uh okay, so that's the intro. The the opening of the show is an F0 race. Yeah. Which is a bunch of what are they called? Are they called vehicles? Are they called cars? Um
1: All the the race cars in F Zero are just referred to as machines.
0: Machines, and okay. so
1: I, I'm pretty sure that also comes through in the anime as well. But they're just called machines. Gotcha. So F-Zero we start. Machines.
0: We start at the start of an F Zero race, and the machines do like a like a practice lap before the actual race starts. So I guess yeah. they can get to know the track.
1: Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for us, the viewers, uh, this show came out right in the time when animes were starting to mess around with like 3D graphics. And so oh, every- um, everything. I wouldn't say unfortunately. <laughs> everything in this show is just like real, like basic, like o- super obvious that it's just 3D graphics. And then, which they're just completely contrasted with how, with like the line work of the cartoon characters.
0: Yeah, it looks like somebody did uh like a a cell like a traditional cell animation over a PS1 game.
1: <laughs> sure, yeah. Like it, you know it does how in Tron kind of
0: aesthetic. You know how in Tron they hand drew all the glowy lines?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? It's like they did that over Resident Evil.
1: Yes, exactly. Everything or is very Crash soft Bandicoat. looking.
0: Yeah. Uh, I kind of like it, though, and the, and the thing that I, I wanted to point out about the start of the race, and they don't give you any backstory to what's happening here, right? It's just like, here's a race. These, these things are flying, I guess. The thing that I love about starting this way is the, the machine designs are either actual, like, Pagani sports cars or a child's first attempt at whittling.
1: There is no in-between.
0: There's nothing in between. There's there, one that's literally a, a a block.
1: Yeah, there's... Like a square. They're basically what like people in the 50s thought hover cars would look like in the future.
0: Yes, yes. And it varies wildly.
1: It varies wildly.
0: <laughs> Do you have a favorite F-Zero machine?
1: Um, well, the Blue Falcon is pretty good. I'll have to think about what Classic. F-Zero machine is my favorite. Um. I have to look at them again. Actually, you know what? Yes. Uh, Great my, audio. Favorite, <laughs> my favorite My favorite F0 machine is Big Fang, which is Biorex's rexs uh, machine. Biorex is... is a dinosaur man who is brought to life to race There it is. <laughs> to, to race F0.
0: I was going to ask cuz that's in the first like 30 seconds of this episode, right? The race is going. We get a uh, sort of standard white guy in the cockpit of some standard vehicle, and there's a voice in his ear saying, You have to win this race so that the other people don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and he goes, <laughs> Cool, I'm gonna win this race. Thanks for explaining then,
1: what racing is.
0: And then and then we cut to a blonde guy turning over his shoulder as though the other like he's in a different vehicle, mm-hmm. and he turns around as though this standard white dude can hear him and he says aha you're not gonna beat me and he like points his thumb at himself uh and then like the race happens and the next racer we see is a tyrannosaurus rex stuffed into the cockpit of some weird green monstrosity you've just sent me a picture of it this looks like um uh, what's... Th- I'm trying to remember that Yu-Gi-Oh card that we kicked out of the bracket, like, super early. Oh. It it looks like it wants to be a bug, and at one point somebody was like, I'm gonna make a card that looks like a bug, and then they just gave up halfway through.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I like about the Big Fang, which is Biorex's machine. Uh, it's driven by dinosaurs, so of course the machine itself has to have teeth. It just has two, like, giant pincers coming out the side. I'm not mad
0: at it. I'm actually gonna look at Mister Ead's car.
1: It's not oh. the best looking.
0: Oh yeah,
1: it it is it also looks... a big cube.
0: Yeah, it kind of looks like um like a kid put a cardboard box on a toboggan. hmm That's okay. Um, but yeah, there's something about that like. I almost said vintage aesthetic because I'm so fucking old. Um but but that that nineties like PS1 era CGI that even though these are just blocks, I'm I'm watching this thing and I'm like, yeah, these are going so
1: fast. It's right. charming, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh and then they hit boost.
1: Then they get boost power.
0: What is what is happening here? Then what am I watching? <laughs>
1: They go fast. Is that either. it?
0: Like we see the little, the little power meter go up. We can see kind of their, their internal speedometer and it goes from, is it, it starts at yellow and then into green, green, or is it just all green? Red. I don't remember. Oh, that. I see. So it's, so it's when it's, when it goes from green to yellow, that switch there, we just see it go green, 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 green yellow. And then the car like erupts in blue flames and gets shot forward as though it is being hurtled at Alderaan from the death star.
1: Yeah. Uh, they be, basically in the show, they just kind of become encased in these like blue, they turn into blue comets essentially. Um, Which, how
0: is that not the name of the car?
1: <laughs> the blue comet that is yeah. actually, I think there is a something comet, uh, in one, one of the machine names, but that would sound like a, that would That's a spot-on name of a machine.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah. But so, does this happen in the game? Do you turn into a literal laser when you go fast enough?
1: You don't, but your engine does shoot sparks, and there's, like, lightning that erupts out the back of your machine and, like, interacts with all the, like, the track that you're passing by. Oh, that's like cool. a Like plasma ball streamers.
0: Oh, okay, so kind of like the DeLorean from Back to the Future? Yeah,
1: kind of like the DeLorean.
0: Okay. I'm into that. I'm into that. Uh, I'm trying to think, does the show do anything else interesting here? Now do we get into plot?
1: No, it just kind of shows that there is a race happening and they're in hover cars.
0: And then, and then the standard white dude. Yeah. Says something along the lines of like, I've been racing for a hundred years,
1: 150 years.
0: (laughs) And he, he, I mean, he's like 20. Yeah. Uh, and it cuts, it is a hard cut to, uh, he is driving, the same guy is driving a modern day sports car.
1: Well, modern day in quotes. Modern
0: it's, modern day in quotes. It looks it, like... It's from
1: the year like 2050 or something. Uh,
0: yeah, I think they say at one point, um, I think they say at one point what year it is. But yeah, it's it's 20... Yeah, we'll say twenty fifty, because he goes ahead a 150 years and it's twenty two oh one. So math. Um but he's he's driving what looks to be, to my eyes, a white McLaren 570S, uh which is just generic white sports car.
1: Yeah. It's a it's a future sports car. Um but um, I think there was a scene in here you might have missed. Um, mm. he is, uh, it's actually not a hard cut, but like a super fast crossfade from his like F zero machine into this like actual like F one car. Oh uh, yes,
0: you're right. My apologies.
1: And it turns out that he was a race car driver, uh, in the past. Right. And so he, he wins, he, he wins the, the race car competition. What, what some <laughs> it's might called, call it's called a, a race, race, Jimmy. It's called <laughs> what a race. some might call a race
0: he wins well if it's f1 it's probably like a grand prix
1: yeah he wins the grand prix and so there's like a giant billboard lights up this year's winner ryu suzaku uh i do want to point when out we get though, his name this is when we get his name ryu suzaku uh i do want to point out though in the the english dub his name is rick wheeler rick wheeler rick wheeler my head Canon Tyler, since he's living in New York and it's 2050, he is mm-hmm. like the grandson of Joey Wheeler.
0: Now, here's the fun thing. So, Rick Wheeler in the American dub is voiced by Greg Abbey, who is the voice of not Joey Wheeler, but Tristan Taylor. Oh. So, it kind of works still.
1: It kind of works.
0: But yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I think Shared I Shared universe. This... You heard the it thing here that first, I, folks. The thing that I love about that scene that we get of him racing and winning is like the the sort of background decoration does definitely look like, okay, you could drop this into Domino City during Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, for example. Not five D's, because that's gonna get like that's gonna get towards what we get to later on in the show, but definitely somewhere sort of like, oh, this is son of somebody in Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah.
1: So he pulls across the finish line and gets up on the podium. Uh, everyone's che- clapping and cheering for him. Uh, and a, a woman pushes her way to the front of the crowd and gives him uh, a bouquet of flowers. And he, he takes the flowers. Then he, like, reaches down and pulls her up into his arms. And the crowd cheers. It's his girlfriend.
0: Is it? Yes. Or is this a stranger? <laughs> is this when they met?
1: God. Is
0: this her Courtney Cox moment at, uh, was it Bruce Springsteen? I think it was a Bruce. I think that's how Courtney Cox was discovered. Courtney Cox from Friends? Uh Uh-huh. And He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? She was discovered by being like pulled up on stage at, I believe it was a Bruce Springsteen concert.
1: I did not know that.
0: Well, now you know. Uh, I I don't actually think that the show is depicting that. I think that they're already (laughs) in a relationship as he uh, uh, lays one on her. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise that would be super not okay yeah. um and uh is it, and now we cut to the sports car
1: yeah, now we cut to the sports car uh, he just hang out in a sports car and he um he gets a call on his his ooh, futuristic uh cell phone it's, <laughs> it's just a um it 's just a smartphone.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I've changed my mind, Jimmy, as far as what his car looks like. It actually kind of looks more like a white Lamborghini 440. I'm literally just looking up white sports cars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, anyway, his girlfriend calls him and he's like, Hey, meet me down at the such and such place down by the, the bridge or whatever. And it cuts out he's like, dang it. All right. I'll be there in a minute. Um, he puts down the phone and then he pulls out his, uh, a little box, and he opens it. It's an engagement ring. He's planning to propose Aww. to this girl. Aww,
0: Aww so sweet.
1: Um, so he's planning to do that when suddenly a call comes in over the radio. Uh, he's got an escaped <laughs> criminal.
0: <laughs> it's such. It's so like nineteen fifties. Like criminy, Zoda's at it again.
1: <laughs> yep, there's a He's escaped break.
0: from prison. <laughs> ah that villain let's get him boys
1: uh yeah so our good friend ryu here not only is he uh, a successful race car driver he's also a police detective
0: <laughs> yeah it turns out he was hired
1: to drive uh fast cop cars for car chases he which is, is very important um, in the future i guess
0: yeah he's uh he's brian from fast and the furious he's paul walker's <laughs> character from fast he's and paul the furious.
1: walker from fast and furious Um, I mean, I could see it. (laughs) That could be pretty good. Yeah, Um, and so I think we get a shot of uh, the front of this jail exploding, and then a guy runs out in um, like an armored, like an armored car type thing. Yeah, and escapes and like blasts through the front gates.
0: Blasts through the front gates, takes a turn, and is shot by like eight policemen with automatic rifles and they shoot through the cabin of this armored armored car which like bad armored car right if the Mm -hmm. bullets are getting through uh and he swerves and tips the truck on its side
1: Mm -hmm. and it just kind of explodes and then he like jumps out and he's got his own gun that he shoots back at them
0: yeah but Uh my tommy gun don't see
1: (laughs) he does kind of have like a how would you describe what Zoda looks like? Is that his name? His name is Zoda. And this is a major departure from the the game because Zoda in the game, I'm pretty sure is just like an alien guy. He's not a human.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, he looks like... <sighs> um... He
1: looks like a Waluigi version of the Joker
0: yeah yeah he's like you know how in the in the depictions of like Jekyll and Hyde Hyde kind of gets like big and grotesque and his teeth get like a little pointy Mm -hmm. he is like Arthur Fonzarelli's Hyde you know the Fonz from Happy Days (laughs) Henry Winkler uh I've 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 almost touched Henry Winkler he walked past me once um
1: uh, he, Weird way he, to phrase that, but okay. i almost he, touched him. He was mm, just that, barely beyond my grasp.
0: I fell to the Winkler essence. <laughs> uh, he, he looks like a 1950s greaser who's gone a little evil.
1: Yeah. He, and he's, what cracks me up, he's wearing the, like, prisoner jumpsuit uniform. This is, like, the black and white stripes. So, you know, he's yep. the bad guy here. <laughs> right. That's,
0: well, and he's shooting cops. And he's,
1: like, cackling maniacally. <laughs> that's
0: the giveaway for me. He cackles maniacally, and you see, he doesn't have fangs, but he has pointy teeth.
1: Yeah, he's got that those anime fangs.
0: Yeah, just, like, just ba- just ba- Just a little bit. a little, uh, little bicuspids. Um or no canines. Uh I know teeth. Another weird sentence I've said today. Um so uh yeah so he gets the 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 boop boop boot, and Zoda's on the loose and he goes yeah okay my girlfriend can wait let's let's go get this bad guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Public safety is on the line here. Um and so Zoda gets his own car that he escapes in. He like carjacks someone. Uh, Mm -hmm. with like some not a police cruiser but it's it's uh, it's another like sleek fast vehicle
0: he does that thing that i do when i play gta where it's like i'm running from the cops and i just happen to like find somebody with a sports car
1: (laughs) yeah where you crash your car and you're like dang it and you run across the street and there's another sports car you're like oh (laughs) cool okay i'll take this
0: (laughs) so he does that he grabs a sports car he starts driving away ryu's following him uh this the sports car that Ryu's driving has cop lights on it. It yeah. has like the the blue and red blinking lights which I don't think is legal.
1: <laughs> uh for him it is. For for his Fast How? and Furious Fast and Furious division.
0: What? That's not that's <laughs> not The whole point of the Fast and Furious thing was that they wouldn't know that they were cops.
1: <laughs> this is like one of those things where cops like Sees a a drug dealer's like assets and like he has a sports car and so they take his Lamborghini and turn it into a cop car, you know.
0: Didn't they do that in Florida?
1: They've done it in a lot of places. Or they
0: they bought that one. Yeah, they've Probably. done it in places. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a sports right. cop car
1: that he's that he's yeah. got. Um. So he chases. Uh. There's a car chase around the city down back alleys that looks kind of like um Batman the animated series.
0: Hmm. Very much.
1: And so he finally catches up to Zoda and uh, Zoda rounds the corner and is like, all right, you want to catch up with me? Take this. And so he opens his car door, takes his gun and shoots the door off the hinges. And which how (laughs) (laughs) bullets Tyler. Okay. All right. (laughs) So the door comes flying like a, it's a big heavy car door, right? It comes flying through the air. um, And we get a slow motion shot of it, like spiraling through the air right towards Ryu um, and he like gasps in horror as the light comes toward him and it smashes through his windshield. Uh, and very slowly, like crashes through the windshield, almost hits him in the face, and he has a vision of his girlfriend that he's about to propose to, and then <laughs> cut to black.
0: Yep, it's a really good like slow motion shot where you know you see the the glass shards and everything sort of flying around him. Um. Very very dramatic, and uh, you almost forget that like thirty seconds ago he just like chucked the wedding ring to the side. It like lands in the passenger seat, and he's like, "Well, I can wait."
1: Yep. Um. So then what? So then he
0: wakes up. Yeah. Then uh, he wakes
1: up. It's in the future. We see some people <laughs> we don't know yet. With some we get a title
0: card. Of, uh, I think we, uh, this is when we get to see that it's 2201.
1: It's twenty twenty the year is 2101, war is beginning. <laughs> All your races yep. belong to us. Um, so he wakes up in this like ghost in the shell, kind of like giant medical machine that's like spiraling around him.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, we, we get two characters that we haven't been introduced to yet that are sort of discussing, like, are you sure? Like, now is the time to be bringing him back? Like, why are you dealing with this, like, dude that died 150 years ago? And somebody else saying, yes, it's the right thing to do. He can help us or whatever. Uh, and Ryu wakes up, and across from him are... Uh, is, is this Jody... What is her last name? Jody Summer. Jody Summer, and I believe the other person is Dr. Stewart.
1: Yep. Dr. Stewart was one of the four characters in the original F0, by the way.
0: Oh, okay. Jody wasn't?
1: Uh Jody was not, no.
0: Cuz she... Jody looks like an F0 racer.
1: <laughs> Jody has been completely reworked from the show from the game to look like an F0 racer. I mean, it's kind of she kind of looks the same, but just more exaggerated. Jody
0: We can talk about the outfits later on if, if we want to come back to this, but Jody looks like like one of the masters of the universe. Yeah. She looks like she was built to make an action figure out of.
1: She's got pauldrons for days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like a big old like like uh, chest armor thing that's just like red and blocky. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the few times I'm really – this is maybe the best thing that I can say for this show. It does boob armor well in that (laughs) it does not do boob armor.
1: It It almost definitely has boob armor
0: but but it it's a it's a block. It's like yes, okay, here is here's a person with a very feminine figure and like you get to, you know, it accentuates her waist and whatever, but the chest piece is like a t- like an inner tube. <laughs> like, a, like you strapped a red tire to this person yeah. and then put pauldrons on it and I am living for this look because it is very much an action figure. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. And then like the rest of her is like a skin tight bodysuit and like gloves up to her elbows. Mm-hmm. Uh and that
0: She looks like she could Jody have S- her own action game.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Every, every character in F-Zero uh looks like this.
0: Uh Jody Summers, uh I want to point out was voiced in the, the Four Kids dub by Veronica Taylor, who also oh. plays Kenta, uh who is the kid in the hospital with Serenity. Huh. So not a major character, but still in (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: Still in Yu-Gi-Oh. Oops, all Yu-Gi-Oh characters.
0: (laughs) Uh, And then uh, who do we have? Uh, Dr. Stewart, right? Mm -hmm. So Dr. Stewart is explaining like, hey, Ryu, like, how are you feeling? We got you clothes. We're from the... What's the the organization they're from?
1: The organization they're from is the...
0: I read it earlier no i don't the mobile, mobile mobile task force, task
1: force. uh they and don't Ryu's explain like, what they are yet but no the mobile and task like,
0: force. okay cool great uh can i put some clothes on and they're like yeah here like here are your clothes oh and we also got you some new clothes just in case you want a new clothes and he, and he rummages through his jacket and he finds the ring
1: he finds the ring and he stares at it for a second. And then he suddenly has this like, light bulb moment when he like remembers who he is and what he was supposed to be doing.
0: And he he grabs his clothes and he runs out the room. Uh, and this is maybe the only line that you really get from Dr. Stewart where he's like, Oh, wait, where are you going? Like, Don't you want to take the new clothes and not the old ones? <laughs> uh, Dr. Stewart in the English 4Kids dub is played by let me find it in my notes uh dan green the voice of yugi
1: really yep hey how about that
0: yeah so so if you're listening to the english dub and you think man that guy sounds familiar you're correct uh and then he uh ryu grabs his old clothes grabs the ring runs outside uh goes down a hallway gets to some I don't know, courtyard like
1: meeting room or something.
0: Yeah. It's got big windows anyway, like a lobby. And he looks out on what?
1: He, this is that classic uh, guy wakes up and he doesn't know where he is. So he like runs somewhere and then he like sees that everything outside has changed and he just like gasps in surprise and shock. Um, And he is in the future it's almost like the same shot from Futurama.
0: Yeah. It's, it's the same shot from everything. From everything like, where he looks like out you the said, window. Um,
1: this is the, the trope. <laughs> this is the trope. Like the city is full of like crazy skyscrapers. There's like two tiers of the city, like layered on top of each other. There's tubes going everywhere, uh, floating, like flying cars and like floating roads going all over the place.
0: I will say the the tiered city was a really cool concept that they didn't do anything with.
1: No. Because what he sees
0: is, and this happens a bit later on in the episode, but we can talk about it here. What he sees is is he looks up into the sky, and there's a hole in the sky. And through that hole is another skyscraper and another sky above that.
1: Yep. Uh, It's actually really cool because the underside of the top layer is like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like mirrored. Or if it's like so shiny, and then they're like projecting stuff onto it to make it look like the sky, but it's like clearly just like shiny metal.
0: It's like, that looks um, like the sky. It's like the one thing that I that I liked from the later Marvel movies, where they they put the camouflage on the helicarrier.
1: Yeah, it looks like the helicarrier is like optical camouflage.
0: Yeah, where it's not
1: yeah. entirely invisible, but you can still like see the seams and stuff on there. Right. And it's a very
0: Japanese thing to do, I think. Like I can I can definitely see there's probably some company like already gearing up for this if we ever go into like a like a nuclear war scenario or something. Like there's going to be one company that profits off of turning LED TVs into an actual skybox for a town.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fake sky, so people living on the underside don't get sad cuz they can't see the sky. Maybe they do. Um, but the effect is that even on the underside it's like daylight
0: yeah it it looks really cool uh so he he flips out he's like where the hell am i i need to get out of here i have to go meet somebody Mm -hmm. and he runs around for a bit and he he finds a garage and in that, who is the person working on the car? Is this an F-Zero character?
1: That is. That is Dr. Clash.
0: Dr. Clash. Okay. Dr. Clash is in my notes. Dr. Clash in the English uh, was voiced by Mark durason I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Mark durason had one voice acting credit in Yu-Gi-Oh! And that was for young Solomon Moto. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Clash <laughs> is sexy grandpa. <laughs> he
1: kind of is. Well, I wouldn't describe him as sexy. He's dorky grandpa. Yeah. Uh, he is the one character who's not like super shredded.
0: No. Yeah. He's, he's pleasant. He's got like a, um like a gruff mechanic vibe to him a little bit, Uh, but he has like, is it a backpack? He has like robotic arms yeah. coming out. He's
1: got a backpack with like Dr. Octopus arms that he uses to like work on stuff.
0: And the, the first shot we see of him is he's working on something on, on like a car uh, on a machine. Pardon me. And he's like, "Yeah, I got it to work." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like clapping, and the robotic arms start clapping above <laughs> his head, and they squeak when they touch. <laughs> boop, boop, They're made boop, of boop. like uh, like balloons or something. Uh, so he finds what like the machine with the cockpit open, mm-hmm. and he hops in.
1: It's cl- it looks close enough to his his super fast police cruiser thing. That he can, like, identify it as a car.
0: Right. And so he hops in, and he's looking at it, and he's like, okay, uh, I've got, like, a steering wheel, kind of, and I've got a bunch of lights that I guess will do something. And he can't figure out how to start it. So he just starts yelling at Dr. Clash, like, key, where's the key? Give me the key! (laughs)
1: Like, what? Oh, you mean this thing? And he gives him the key. Um, And then he can't figure out how to use the key, because it's just, like, a little chip thing.
0: Yeah, can you talk about what the key looks like and does
1: the key looks like the key looks like something that would be part of some like late 90s toys R us toy mm, yes it looks like it's made of plastic and you would like press a button and it would like make sound effects or something just like around a round little lump of plastic
0: yeah and he presses one of the buttons and the, and the like key actually comes out of it, right yeah. like some of those newfangled key fobs we have now,
1: yeah, like a switchblade,
0: yeah uh, and so he sticks that in and then is this a thing from the games? no, the key becomes okay, so he so he sticks the key into the into the keyhole like you do,
1: and then it like folds down and it becomes a starter button.
0: it like yeah. slots
1: into place.
0: And this was besides trying to reckon with the the suspension of disbelief that Ryu is somehow a good cop. Uh, he the the next thing that I had to like sort of accept was that he did that and folded the key down and then knew to press it.
1: He was just like messing with it enough. To, there's, there's a lot about this show that you have to ex- suspend your disbelief for.
0: Yeah uh and so anyway so the machine starts up and he goes
1: yep and dr clash is like what the hell are you doing um and you're like the there's these lights start flashing in the garage and it's like launch sequence activated and like the machine backs up and then like drops down like it's the a roller coaster and then goes whoop and it lets it lets it go into this tunnel
0: and immediately he's, like, freaking out about how fast it is. Like, yeah. he's screaming, he's, like,
1: back in his seat. He is inside this building still, like, in this parking garage. And he's going, like, at least 300 miles an hour.
0: It's like um, uh, Men in Black when they hit the booster in the exactly tunnel. It is
1: exactly like Men in Black. And he's, like, panicking, and trying to not crash into the walls. Maybe it's on autopilot, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's there's a few things about it that that kind of... I we're just never gonna know the actual answer here but like he gets outside and he's freaking out about how fast he's going and he's headed down a road and the perspective of this shot is so confusing because he sees a, a turn coming up in the road and the turn goes right mm-hmm. but then he sees a tiny square in the lower left hand sort of branching at a 90 degree away from the turn and he angles the car such that it drifts into this like tunnel that's just barely wide enough for him to fit. I don't know how he yeah. saw it. I don't know how he. Why out he would how want to go in there. Right. But so then that leads him into the city itself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he. Spends like five minutes just like driving around looking at aliens.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is um, there's a secret. Sequ- it's one of those classic fish out of water sequences where the character is like walking in the city in the modern day and just like gawping at stuff. So he's like driving through the city. He can't figure out how to how to work the car and trucks. Like hover trucks are behind him honking at him. He pulls off the like interstate into like this the main streets of the city and just like at a stoplight looking at all these like aliens and things just going about their normal business alongside people
0: and he has a moment where he's like in the car and he kind of like puts his his head on his hand and he's like gee maybe I am 150 (laughs) years in the future
1: huh yeah well he he keeps driving around until out of the corner of his eye he sees uh, the bridge uh, which is still there this yep. is the bridge that he was going to go meet his soon-to-be fiancé at that he heads towards. Uh, yep. He, he he drives there. He gets, he gets there. <laughs> he he, he gets does there. it.
0: <laughs> this is also like, it's so funny that this is the least interesting thing to par- talk about in any piece of media of like, and he sees the thing that he wants to go to and then he gets there. Yeah. It's like D&D, they try to, you know, okay, well, roll to see how well you travel. Like no, no, no. <laughs> Let's just say you get there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like the, these are well-maintained roads. You don't have to roll combat encounters. Right. There's not going to be ogres on this like main street of downtown. Right. Well, an F0 so gets there, there, might be. there.
0: Well, maybe. That'd be pretty cool actually. F0 like in-city streets.
1: That would be extremely dangerous. (laughs) Say say goodbye to the bottom floor of every building.
0: (laughs) Uh, So he gets there, and he's looking around, and he's sort of realizing how much everything has changed, and he sees a young woman that looks exactly like his fiancée, whose name I have forgotten.
1: I don't think they ever mentioned her name.
0: He says it. No, he says it a couple times. Uh, I think it's Haruku?
1: That sounds right. That, that, that actually is uh,
0: some bills. F zero, I'm just gonna look it up. Uh Haruka, pardon me. Haruka Mizaki. Um oh. Oh. Interesting. Uh I have googled Haruka mizaki Uh she is a this this Wikipedia says she is a former supporting antagonist in F Zero GP Legend. Because Spoilers. later on in the series, spoiler alert, she goes by Miss Killer.
1: Oh shit! She is also uh, frozen and brought back in the future.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so uh, in her end, uh, on her Wikipedia page, uh, which is on the villains fandom Wikia. Oh, of course. Uh, So her story says, in the year 2051, she is Ryu Suzaku's girlfriend and admired him for his racing victories. When Ryu had his horrible accident when trying to catch Zoda, she did not know that he was put in cold sleep. 150 years later, Haruka is back pardon me, is Black Shadow's right-hand woman. She was in deep freeze herself when Black Shadow brainwashed her. She usually wins when she races, which is one reason why Black Shadow values her. Zoda does not appear to like her. Later on, she recovered her memories of when she tried to get revenge on Zoda for hurting Rick uh, or Ryu. Uh, Black Shadow was forced to turn against her and turn her into stone. Luckily, she is later saved by Captain Falcon. In the last episode, she marries Ryu and works in the bar where Captain Falcon's secret identity previously worked.
1: Wow, she's got a, a whole story ahead of her.
0: That's uh, yeah, that's a, that's a lot and honestly kind of a badass look uh uh the the armor that she gets later on is pretty Mist cool killer. looking yeah we'll have
1: to keep uh watching. she gets
0: a she gets a throne apparently at one point hell yeah uh under hobbies this wikia page <laughs> says hobby beating her enemies <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good that's hobby. a hobby
0: i think we should all pick up yeah anyway that's, so yeah so some he...
1: 2020 energy right there
0: so he he sees a a young woman that looks like her, uh, and he calls out, and the woman turns around. Of course, it's not her because it's 150 years in the future. Um, and he's sort of like heartbroken.
1: Yeah, and um, another machine pulls up and parks behind him, and it's the one of the spiky haired guys from the beginning in the
0: yeah. It's it's the blonde guy who turned around and said, nah, "You're not
1: gonna beat me." <laughs> Uh, this is, he was the the biggest departure. This is uh, Jack Levin. Um, Jack Levin. And in the F Zero GX and the, just the general F Zero series, he is not any sort of space cop. He is just a pop star.
0: Oh, that makes more sense because he is a huge asshole. <laughs> he is
1: the Justin Bieber of the F Zero universe.
0: Ooh ah uh, that did not age well
1: <laughs> and so he uh, uh he was just a pop star who decided he wanted to race because he's so popular and he wanted to get more fans this way
0: okay all right so he's a cop now
1: well in he this works, series, yes he's a cop
0: he works for the mobile task force uh, uh jack star. levin he's
1: a cop star
0: <laughs> oh god all right that's been our show everybody uh, so Jack Levin in the English dub is voiced by Mark Thompson, who did the voice of Duke Devlin.
1: Huh, that's strangely appropriate.
0: Yeah, it's strangely good. Uh, and Ryu instantly does not like Jack Levin. Like, he's, he's like, eh, if people like you work for the Mobile Task Force, I want no business with it. <laughs> and,
1: and, and he's then he, like, how would you find me? And he's like, oh, this is like one of the only parts in the city that's like untouched by the passage of time this is like the historic district so we figured we would probably try and come here
0: which I mean fair uh he what does he say exactly I'm trying to see if I wrote it down he's like
1: come on we need to get you initiated into the mobile task force
0: and Ryu goes no and then Jack says well okay how about a race and Ryu's like yeah okay (laughs)
1: So he's like, okay, first let's go to this like club. Walk up to the club, like, what up? I got a big F zero machine. Mm
0: hmm mm hmm. Uh th- I mean this is clearly like Jack Levin's happy place, right? Like he's surrounded by women, yeah. he has all the attention. He does the whole like stick with me, kid. Uh and Ryu is having none of this. He's like, I you made me forget about my future fiance for a race, and I want a race, damn it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, how dare you try and, like, ply me with these, like, party girls when I literally just lost my fiance and everyone I love. Like, I five mean, he, minutes ago.
0: <laughs> the thing is, is he doesn't say that, which is one of my problems he with Ryu. He sort of, he half implies it. I think I'm filling in a lot of the gaps there. Uh, I think what he's upset about is he wants to race.
1: Yeah. He's like, get me out of here.
0: And so they leave uh and jack complains some more he's like man you should be thanking me for getting you into that club that shit's exclusive
1: so you can immediately tell what kind of person jack is
0: yeah uh can we talk about jack's outfit real quick
1: let's talk about jack's outfit
0: jack's outfit is bad (laughs) uh jack's outfit is a blue sleeveless question mark short very short sleeves uh, jumpsuit.
1: Let me send you a picture of what Jack looks like in F-Zero GX. Okay. Here's our boy.
0: Uh, oh, yes, yeah. So he has the spikiest hair. <laughs> He's
1: like, um, Phoenix right, but vertical instead of horizontal.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Uh his his blue sleeveless jumpsuit has a big yellow lightning bolt on the chest. Uh and he's wearing red gloves.
1: Red gloves. And like those like pirate boots.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Why? Why pirate boots?
1: Uh I guess that's the look. If you're a pop star in the future.
0: I, okay. Alright. Sure sure why not sure you know
1: he's so he's a mega pop star in the game and then they in the translation to anime he's basically still the same guy except he's a cops now for some reason
0: yeah uh his machine is called the astro robin and it's maybe the closest that we get to a like a racing car
1: the astro robin actually might be my like second favorite machine.
0: It's pretty good. It's blue. It's got a yellow racing stripe. It's got a like a double spoiler on the back, which is kind of silly. <laughs> yep. Uh I don't really know what a double spoiler is going to do for you when you're going 2000 miles an hour.
1: It'll it'll keep you glued to the track. I'll tell you that much.
0: I guess. Uh so, yeah. One would hope. One yeah, one, uh, one would hope. I think if you're going that fast, staying vertically on the track is maybe the least of your words (laughs) you're
1: more worried about the the sort of x dimension i guess the the left and right the corner coming up in 0.2 seconds
0: right uh so they leave the club they agree okay now we're gonna race and jack is like okay but the winner and he, he says these words with zero context he says the winner gets the dragon bird. Mm. Jimmy, what is the dragon bird?
1: The dragon bird is the name of the race car that um, he that uh, Ryu is driving. Bullshit! The one that he's the one that he took.
0: Bullshit! There is no way that this squished super nintendo motherfucker is called dragon bird it looks neither dragon nor bird like
1: listen the thing you have to understand about f0 machines is that they're named things and they don't have to make sense
0: well okay all right (laughs) fine but i I guess i can't complain
1: dr stewart's machine is the golden fox
0: interesting Because one of the characters that shows up in the anime, and I wanted to bring this up a little bit later, but I'll bring it up now. One of the characters in the anime is called James McCloud.
1: Oh, yes. James McCloud. Also uh, another F-Zero character.
0: Oh, he's actually an F-Zero character. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. James McCloud is also the name of Fox McCloud's father, canonically.
1: Yes. Uh, If you've seen... I want to talk to you about uh, James McCloud.
0: Should we finish Um, this episode before we talk about James McCloud?
1: There's a lot to talk about F-Zero in general.
0: Let's finish the episode, yeah. Okay. So, uh, but but remind me, we'll come back to this. So, uh, they race.
1: Yeah. Cool. They go, they go to the, like, Red Canyon, which, as we all know, is the area immediately outside New York City.
0: Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention this. So, the city that he's in used to be called New York City. They rename it somewhere between 2051 and 2201 Mute City. Which is like
1: ultimate irony. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the games, I don't think Mute City is New York,
0: and I'm sure in the in the, uh, uh, well, no, because we watched this. I was about to say in the Japanese, I'm sure it wasn't New York either, but we watched the subs, so it was. Yeah, but I mean, all all right, cool. Like they just it's... wanted to evoke like a big city.
1: I don't know why Mute City is called Mute. Um, Oh, its original name was Mutant City. Mutant City. Mutant City. And then it just got abbreviated over time.
0: Okay, that makes more sense.
1: That makes a little more sense.
0: I like that. I like that. I don't know that I can see New Yorkers ever going for Mutant City, but (laughs) eh, some weird shit happens in the next 150 years. Who knows?
1: Hey, it's Mute City. I'm walking here.
0: <laughs> With the way 2020 is going, by December, maybe it will be Mutant City. Who knows? Maybe
1: it will be Mutant City.
0: Uh, so, okay. So they go outside of Mute City. They find these red canyons for God, some reason. God, I hope reason. that's
1: not, like, foreshadowing. Ugh.
0: Uh, they find these, these, this famined, barren wasteland. Uh, it's got these giant canyons. And they start racing. And they go very fast.
1: (laughs) They go very fast.
0: That's kind of the the plot beat here. They go very fast. Ryu tries to go faster. And he goes so fast that he goes up on a wall and flips his vehicle.
1: Yep. He crashes the dragon bird. And Jack gets out and is like, hey, man, all the stuff you learned 150 years ago is not going to cut it uh, here in the future where we live.
0: Yeah. Cars go faster now.
1: (laughs) We go much faster than what you're used to.
0: So forget everything you knew about speed son. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Old man. And uh and yeah, and then we get a shot of uh uh, uh is it Judy or Jody? It's Jody it's Summer. Jody. Jody is watching all of this with like binoculars and she does kind of a gruff like mm. Hmm. Uh and then we cut to like okay, uh, it's several days later now and uh turns out that your old pal Zoda is also here in the future and he's been turned into a weird alien guy.
1: Yeah, they, they he's like hanging out inside the task force headquarter building, which you see a couple times. It looks kind of cool. Yeah. It looks like a future building. Um, and there's like alarms sounding. and He runs out into the hallway and there's like, Security footage showing the. some like space prison exploding. And, um. Yeah, they. they like zoom in on one of the people and it's very clearly Zoda, except he's been horribly mutated now.
0: And he's wearing like a skin tight, like. Uh, orange thing. <laughs> he's with wearing like a... future
1: bad guy clothes.
0: Yeah, it's. It... <sighs> it's kind of indescribable it's like it's like you did liposuction on a teletubby <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not a great look
0: uh it's not it's re- the future does not have great fashion sense i think with the exception of jody summer yeah uh so he's like okay great uh zoda's here well i'm here too and i'm gonna go beat him can i drive the car dad <laughs> and, and Jack is like, No, I, I won it from you in that race. And then the doctor's like, What do you mean you won it from a race? Were you betting my car <laughs> that <laughs> you stole?
1: That. <laughs> you can't do that. that yeah, belongs, that's what happens to us, works. the organization. That's a company car. You can't just have it. <laughs> and you have so, your own car. Calm down.
0: And so they're like, uh, Yes, join the mobile task force and you can defeat Zoda.
1: That's why we brought you back.
0: And then they walk into the sunset together and then they get in their cars. And then we cut back to the race that we're in. Zero preamble, zero like crossfade or anything. We cut back to the race that we were in at the start of the episode.
1: In media race.
0: Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, uh, it's, it's the dragon bird between two other cars uh one of which is is the t-rex car that we mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. and jody over the radio says careful these are zoda's guys and they do like a pincer maneuver they get one car on either side of him and they try to like both side like they try to pinch him in you know They, they both drive towards him and right as they're about to hit he hits a boost pad on the track for some reason uh and zooms ahead and they crash into each other and have to eject as who should surpass them but Captain Falcon.
1: Yep. And he, he, Captain Falcon zooms ahead and, like, looks behind him and spurks, and that's the end of the episode. <coughs> it's F-Zero. F-Zero racing,
0: yeah. Um, and then we get some, like, post-credit stuff that's really fun. We get, like, some some shots of, like, upcoming episodes. We get a, like, a puppet man.
1: Yeah. Do you want to talk about this, like, after-credit sequence?
0: I I really do. So the the immediate after-credit sequence is, like, nothing. It's like, ah, here's more episodes. And it's just, like,
1: racing, gotta go fast, vengeance. Coming up Uh, next, more Captain Falcon.
0: Yeah, and then we cut to, like, a paper puppet? Like yeah, a Marionette
1: almost. It's almost like a uh, kids educational TV with this like puppet explaining to kids what F0 is all about.
0: Hey kids. I think he says yo. I think it's the first thing he says. He says, "Yo, you want to learn more about F0? Let's start with the race." And then he's like, "F0 is a very exciting race. What? You race in the 21st century? Well, <laughs> that's cute, <laughs> but F0 is much more exciting." Okay, see you next time. Yep. Oh, no, and then he explains that the reason he it's explains. exciting is that the winner gets a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Um, the, the central conceit of this show, which is not... I don't think it's adequately explained in the first episode, is that the Mobile Task Force has is racing in the F-Zero competition against uh, people like Zoda because the absolutely redonkulous amount of money that the winner gets... Um, is just so overwhelming that Zoda is in the race. Zoda and his minions are all racing uh, mm-hmm. to get the prize money to, f- to f- uh, basically uh, fund their criminal organization. And so they're trying to stop them, the Dark Million organization, I believe it's called, from winning this prize money. Which, uh-huh. you can imagine if it's like a galaxy-wide competition, is a lot of money.
0: So it's like Wait. So they're trying to, hmm, they're trying to legally get money to pay, so that they can illegally get money.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh huh. Okay. All right. Okay. You it's, know it's what? Money, okay. It's money.
1: It's money laundering. For yeah, crimes.
0: I was I was about to say that seems like a pretty stupid thing to do for money, but uh, it's twenty twenty. I've seen worse. <laughs> uh okay
1: one planet's amount of money is enough to buy a lot of illegal guns and shit
0: yeah but then you would what i'm trying to say is you would have a planet's amount of money you wouldn't need to then go do
1: you wouldn't need to do crimes you would think you would think again it's 2020 maybe you do but listen this is a kid show it is they don't think too much about the economics of what's going on here
0: not at all and they don't need to frankly they really don't don't need to. to I am I am bought in just with the racing alone, like the credit sequence where they're going super fast and they hit the boost and they and they zoom off like all of that shit is very, very good. Uh, what was the best part of this episode for you?
1: Personally, the best part of this episode is just the concept that it's F-Zero the, sh- the games being adapted into a TV show. Mm, that mm -hmm. that's like full stop right there i'm on board yeah i I love f-zero it's it's a very fun game and i'm glad that it got this weird spin-off tv show and like every single character that they have that you can play as in the games they bring into the show in some way there's like 30 characters there's
0: so many characters holy shit there are so many characters and like i wasn't joking they are all in that intro sequence
1: they are all in that intro sequence, and they all have their own, like, names. They all have their own backstories. They all—in the games, they all have their own theme songs. Oh,
0: shit. Okay. They,
1: when you beat the race with them, they have—they give their own interviews to the TV host.
0: No. And then once you
1: beat the whole game with them, they each get their own, like, goofy and frankly bizarre, like, victory video. All oh, I think I've seen things.
0: some of these. They are yeah. bonkers. Yeah. They're like they're like uh like little like thirty second clips, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen some of these. I forget why. It might have been another episode that you and I did. Um, but yeah, no. I I'm I mean, you know me. I'm I'm as into a, a, a video game tie in, uh, media piece as the next guy.
1: There's I'll... some some deep lore there, and they're yeah. bringing them all in and. To be fair, they are changing, like, every character dramatically from how they are in the, the games, but hmm. um, they're still there. Based on they... characters featured in the, <laughs> the video game.
0: Why do they do that? You know, why do they, why do they say, like, oh, okay, well, we'll make an F-Zero game, and then, oh, okay, we'll just forget all the F-Zero characters.
1: I don't know. Why do they make movies on, like, World War Z and then completely depart from everything World War Z had in it?
0: Yeah, don't get me started on World War Z. The only good thing about World War Z was that Peter Capaldi was in it as the Who doctor. <laughs> I uh, forgot was in that. I forgot yeah. almost
1: everything about that
0: movie. Yeah, and then everyone like a year later he was announced as Doctor Who and everyone's like looking through his uh, IMDb page going, "Wait, he was a du- he was the World Health Organization doctor? He was the <laughs> Who doctor?" <laughs> what? Uh that's the only good thing about that movie. Um, what was your best?
1: What was your favorite part of this episode?
0: My favorite part of this episode was that the music just kicks
1: ass. It does. And as I was sitting here thinking about it. A lot of the music in the, the show is tracks from the game.
0: Yes. And I was sitting here thinking about it. I think it's, besides the intro and outro, I think it's all tracks from the game because this show has no background music. As you're like in the club there's no background music in the club. As you do interstitials between scenes, as you fade between scenes, there's no background music. There's the music only time. The club. Is there music at the club? Yeah. I don't remember there being music at the club. Maybe the, maybe it's the other music is so boring. And it's when you hit the race and they start playing that Mute City theme and you're like, "Fuck yeah, this is F0." All right. Let's go. That's the part where I'm just like, okay, they are using their resources wisely. I wish yep. I wish for your sake, I wish they kept the characters the same, but if they can bring in just the music from these games, I'm happy.
1: Yes, the music is very good.
0: i I'm trying to think if there are any other like media uh, sort of remakes of video games that keep the music the same. Mortal Kombat the movie does that and I think mm. to great effect. I don't think Super Mario Brothers does it.
1: Huh. That's surprising because the Mario theme song is just so like known worldwide.
0: Am I wrong about it? It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but I don't remember the theme song being in it.
1: I haven't watched it. So I can't say for sure. Ever? Certain.
0: Ever. I have owned free I okay. We're going to fix this. You
1: have owned it because now I own it because you gave it to me when you went to the UK.
0: Okay. Is it in your room right now?
1: It is in the other room next to the TV.
0: I'm really curious because I know that I bought a copy and never took the plastic wrap off. Is the plastic wrap still on that copy?
1: I think it is.
0: Okay, well, now you have you've you've outed yourself, you have no excuse but to go watch the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers movie.
1: I will throw myself on that grenade.
0: Starring Bob Hoskins and Dan Leguizamo? No. Who plays Luigi? Uh
1: Let me go grab the DVD and I'll tell okay.
0: you. Alright, you can do that. Directed by Ricky Morton, Annabelle Jenkel, uh, who uh, Bob Hoskins did not like. Um, uh, Recipes, Bob Hoskins. Um, Starring, pardon me, not Dan Leguizamo, of course not. John Leguizamo played Luigi. Uh, Bob Hoskins and Jogli Leguizamo, say what you will about the pair of them. Uh, Oh, and Samantha Mathis, of course, is Daisy, and Dennis Hopper as President Koopa. The Super Mario Brothers movie, for all of its faults, and I'll say this while Jimmy is away because this is a spoiler for the movie, Uh, for all of its faults, the Super Mario movie does this scene perfectly. The Super Mario Brothers get arrested in the Koopa world, and uh, they're being interviewed by what passes for police officers there, and they go to Mario, and they say, name, and he says, Mario. And they say, last name, and he says, Mario. And he's like, your name is Mario Mario? He goes, yeah, Mario Mario, what of it? And so they, all right, okay, fine, Bob Hoskins, whatever, you're Bob Hoskins, we're not going to, you know, argue. And they go over to John Leguizamo, and John Leguizamo is uh, doing his thing, he's an Italian plumber in the underworld, and uh, they say, okay, what's your name? And he goes, Luigi. And the cop goes, let me guess, Luigi, Luigi? And he goes, no, Luigi Mario, we're brothers. (laughs) And it is one of the best scenes in any movie. And I will fight you if you disagree. What? Jimmy, I've just recapped an entire scene of Super Mario Brothers the movie.
1: <laughs> you're well, gone. Tyler, I'm pleased to announce that your DVD copy of Super Mario Brothers the movie does indeed have its plastic taken off of it. So you have watched this. Ah,
0: oh, OK, good, good. I was going to say that is a that is a crime if that has been unopened the last five years. Uh, so yeah Super Mario Bros. the movie is, is a masterpiece Mortal Kombat the movie is a masterpiece Um, I was thinking about other sort of like TV and, and movies based on video games that I like Uh, Kirby Right Back At Ya is an amazing cartoon based on the Kirby franchise
1: that was a surprisingly good adaptation of Kirby I remember watching a few episodes of that when it came on on Kids WB or whatever it was
0: I think it was Kids WB. Uh, what was the worst part of this episode for you?
1: I think the worst part of this episode for me was just the whole concept of uh, a guy who got into an accident in the past and then was frozen. And then his like mortal enemy was also frozen. And then like, in twist. the future, one of them is unfrozen. they're like, shit, we have to get this guy back, too, so we can go hunt him down. It's It's just silly to me. And it just feels kind of shoehorned into the F-Zero universe. But it is also completely on brand as something that would happen in F-Zero.
0: True, true. I love that they also never explicitly say any of those things. Like, they never say that they're unfreezing him because Zoda has been unfrozen.
1: The motivations and like what what everyone is doing in this episode specifically are not spilled out at all.
0: Yeah, Meh.
1: it's not it's not the best. Yeah. Uh, what was your worst, though?
0: My worst was that they spent so little time on the plot and even less time on any of the individual characters. I had to have the wiki open while watching this episode just to remember anyone's name.
1: They don't do. No, They don't do a good job of that.
0: The only person who I did not struggle with was Jack Levin, and that's only because he says his own name, like, six times.
1: <laughs> I guess that's how you get to be, like, a main character in the in this show, is to just be an asshole and, like, talk about how great you are.
0: Squeaky Wheel gets the grease.
1: The Squeaky Wheel gets the name. <laughs> like, even Ryu, we don't get much of his name except when... Rick Wheeler. <laughs> Rick Wheeler. Uh, except when uh, his name flashes on the billboard at the beginning.
0: Right, right. <laughs> F-Zero, the ballad of Ricky Wheelie.
1: <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that, actually. <laughs>
0: uh, So, with that out of the way, unless there's anything else you want to talk about in the episode, I think now is a good time to bring Lauren into the studio.
1: Now is a good time to bring Lauren into the studio. Hi, Lauren. Surprise!
0: She's, Hello. she's actually been about five feet from me the whole time. Yeah. Uh we are currently gotta write that
2: masters.
0: <laughs> we are currently boiling alive in the office yeah. while Lauren does schoolwork. Uh for
2: twelve hours a day. Woo.
0: Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me say it again. Just leave me it one t- more time For
2: twelve hours a day. Woo <laughs> Our windows are
1: open.
0: <laughs> Our windows Those are bloody
1: open. Americans making noise again. Our neighbors know what it's <laughs> They're about. They're so loud.
0: Uh, Probably. Um so Lauren. As you know, every week of yes. the show, we bring you on to play a little game called YuGi or Not. Yep. We're not playing that game today. Oh. Uh, we didn't watch an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> we watched yeah, an episode of that. F-Zero GP Legend. Uh, so in honor of that, I have had our good friend James uh, devise a game <laughs> that we like to call F-Zero or not. F-Zero or not. It's basically Yu-Gi-Oh! not, but with F-Zero characters. Great, yes. I know even
2: less about F-Zero than I do about <laughs> That's Yu-Gi-Oh! That's perfect! If you can believe it, so. <laughs> so well, uh, I, I know absolutely nothing about Yu-Gi-Oh! So.
0: Jimmy, can we give Lauren a couple examples of F-Zero character names that you will not be using in this
1: game? Uh, I would be happy to. Um, this game, uh, you have to guess whether this is an actual character from F-Zero or something I just completely made up. Uh, Here are some actual Great Actual characters from F-Zero Include I have to double check to make sure I'm not going to tell you any of the ones from my list here Uh, (laughs) Octoman Black Shadow Samurai Goro Blood Falcon These
0: all sound like really good cocktails
2: (laughs) Yeah they do
1: Uh, How about Billy Who is a monkey trained to race F-Zero machines (laughs) A dueling monkey.
0: <laughs>
2: so, can you give me just like a one sentence synopsis of what this is about?
1: You mean F zero? Uh, yeah. Uh, racing in the future.
2: Oh okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. That's yep. That's, cool. Uh
1: huh. Very very fast racing in the future. It wasn't even a to full be specific. sentence,
2: so <laughs> it's even more brief than I wanted. So that's perfect.
1: All right. Okay. So... For f zero not can uh, you can
0: you where 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 do you have do you have these written down?
1: Uh, I'll put I'll drop them in my notes here. Hold on, I just had them on uh, a text file. I got you. Okay. Ah, I don't want this Chrome thing. There we go.
0: And here we go. Audio here pasting. We go. Cool. Okay. All right.
1: So the characters I have I have come up with or chosen are number one, Doctor Chaos. <laughs> number two qqq number three the skull number four calculus number five beast man and number six zorg
0: i have a clarifying question <laughs> is qqq actually pronounced phonetically like that one band that's just three exclamation marks and it's like chick, chick, chick.
1: i'm not going to tell you that okay <laughs>
2: Well, he pronounced it QQQ, so I feel like that's how you pronounce
1: we'll, it. We'll
0: take Jimmy as a source. of qua right? yeah. <laughs> Um, it's actually
1: Cohog cool. <laughs> pronounced like the Q and Cohog. It's oh, there you go. Co 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 qua qua qua.
2: Oh boy, this is right. tough. I, I, I I'm. Just gonna start with that one. I think that that one is an F zero thing because you think
1: quick quay quay.
2: Yeah, because you knew immediately how to pronounce it, but the fact that Tyler didn't know it makes me wonder how how much of this have you seen, Tyler? None. Oh, okay. This was the first episode you watched of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. I know. I I knew a little bit about F zero from playing it briefly in my youth.
2: But you wouldn't know all of the characters. No, 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 no.
0: Um,
2: The skull, I feel like Jimmy made up just for me.
0: (laughs) The skull.
2: (laughs) The skull. Uh, And also Dr. Chaos sounds like a Jimmy character. (laughs) Like Crimes McGee, his infamous, (laughs) long-running D&D campaign character.
0: Or... or (laughs) In the game of Monster of the Week that we're playing now, he's just straight up lifted from Yu Gi Oh! and yeah. is playing a character named Johnny Steps.
2: Stepping on in.
0: Uh, okay, so QQQ is, uh, you've said, an F Zero character, and yeah. the skull is fake. Yes. Okay. Um, so, remaining, we have Dr. Chaos calculus i
2: said dr chaos is also fake oh i'm sorry
0: the cursor was in the way uh so dr chaos you said is fake so so remaining we have calculus beast man and zorg
2: i'm gonna say that i think jimmy is one of those people who would play the scantron game Mm. um so i'm gonna say like so if i picked the f-zero like it's too clean it's too alternating so i think calculus is fake and that means Beastman and Zorg are both real characters
0: in F0. I mean, Calculus is real. Calculus is a mathematical field. I don't know if it's an F zero. Is it homeschool?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Calculus fake. Beastman and Zorg are real. I'm just teasing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go down the list and see how you did. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I'm sad. No, I'm sad now that Lauren is saying, mocking I calculus. It,
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> We're not mocking I'll... calculus. We're mocking you for being homeschooled.
0: Oh, thank <laughs> so you, you. I feel, I feel much better now. Not very far at okay. all. I did pre-calc. I did pre-calc in a community college where the professor wore those transition lenses. Yeah. And he lectured so fast that they wouldn't fully transition until halfway through the lecture. He would just like, he opened the door and started lecturing just as soon as the door was open. Like you had to be early or you would miss important things. It was terrifying.
1: That's no good.
2: Sounds terrifying.
0: Uh, Anyway, let's go down the list and find out how Lauren fared an F-Zero or not. (laughs) The r -er (laughs) The r
1: -er Uh, Dr. Chaos, you said, was fake. It is fake. I made that up to try and sound like something that would be an F-Zero character. Uh, QQQ, you said, was a real F-Zero character. It is. QQQ, is. QQQ is a robot from the future who appeared in the arcade game F-Zero AX, but can also I, be unlocked in F-Zero GX.
2: I honestly thought I was going to score, like, zero on this, <laughs> so I'm already doing better than my expectations.
1: Uh, uh, okay, well, it's Moving on. Yeah, uh, The skull you said was fake. I'm afraid the skull is very real.
0: Uh, the squ- Well, <laughs> like your own
1: skull. <laughs> like your own skull. It's quite real. No, the skull is a character who died in... He, he used to be a racer like 200 years before F-Zero, mm-hmm. but then through a combination of technology and black magic was brought back to life oh, cool. to race in the future.
0: Wait, is the skull just the main character from this episode that we watched?
1: <laughs> if he was a skeleton, yes. Oh, okay. He's a, okay. That <laughs> the explains skull. the name. The um, skull is actually one of my favorite characters because he's a, a skeleton. Sh-
2: a short related anecdote. I was reading a human bone identification manual earlier today. Nerd. And, <laughs> and um, one of the quotes was like, when... Examining human bones, it is always important to remember that the examiner has a skeleton nearby at all times inside (laughs) themselves.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) Why is that important for you to remember?
2: Well, if you're examining human bones. I mean, Uh it doesn't really apply in... in the circumstance I was looking for, but
0: wait, are they saying, sorry, are they saying that you always have like a reference skeleton nearby? Just cut yourself open.
2: Well, no, but like palpate your, your own bones.
0: Uh, how do bones work? Hmm. I see. Oh, let me oh, see.
1: it's like
2: hmm.
1: that. Ooh, now I broke see. that one.
0: Huh?
2: Anyway, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> so it's just work. very fun, fun wording. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it.
0: Uh, all right. What, what else we got? That's the uh, skull.
1: Next up calculus. You said was fake. Uh, it is fake. Yay. It's I almost not- put Professor Professor Calculus, but that was too obviously Ooh. from Tintin. Yeah. Uh, beast Beastman you said was real. Beastman is real. Hey. His name is Beastman because he hunts beasts. <laughs> oh. He started racing F Zero because he saw BioRex racing and he was like, That dinosaur is dangerous. I'm gonna race against him so he doesn't like cause trouble.
2: He's not a beast himself.
1: No, he's a That's beast That's disappointing. Hunter.
0: That is kinda of disappointing.
2: Who's, I guess um, it's kinda of like the Witcher.
0: Yeah. Though he
2: doesn't really hunt
0: witches. He doesn't witch.
2: He should be called Beastman. Who's the who's the hunter
0: in the Marvel comics? It starts with a K. Oh. It's not Krang.
1: Uh, no. Craven.
0: Craven. It's like it's like Craven and Sauron get into race cars. <laughs> Sauron from Marvel, who's a pterodactyl, if I'm remembering correctly.
1: Is that the guy who is like Spider-Man fought him and he's like, you can just, you can rewrite DNA on the fly and you're using it to turn people into dinosaurs with tech like that. You can cure cancer. And he's like, but I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then he named himself after a Tolkien character and just became a super villain.
1: I like this guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's all right. Uh, so So that's Beastman. We have one left.
1: Uh, Which we Zorg, already know. Zorg, you said, was that I real. Got wrong. And Zorg is actually fake.
0: Yep. Zorg is from uh Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, if I remember correctly. That's Emperor
2: oh. that Zorg.
1: Oh, Zorg, I thought, was just similar enough to Zoda to maybe be a character in F Zero.
0: I mean, yeah, it's believable.
2: It sounds futurey and robot y. Yeah. I was
0: about to ask if Zorg was the thing from StarCraft, and then like, I remember, no, that's also Zerg. That's also Borg. Zerg. <laughs> like the Borg, yeah. It sounds a lot like uh, like other existing villains. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our one and only edition of F-Zero <laughs> <laughs> or
2: not. I did pretty well. You
0: did pretty well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah not too bad. And for your what it's your worth, logic was sound? I was not playing the Scantron game. I put these all through a randomizer. Oh, Okay. So yeah, my plays my, straight. Own, my own biases <laughs> was not come into play here.
2: See, I think I just say that because I would play the Scantron game. I would try to mess people up.
0: I and, think that's and what, play
2: mind games with it.
0: While we're doing this sort of like interim, like half season or whatever, I think what we need to do is to get you to find ways to do a Yugi or not for us.
2: Yeah, but the problem is, is that I don't know the characters well enough.
0: But no, see, here's what here's what I'm saying. What what's something that you would know? That we would have no idea.
1: Are these actual bones or not? <laughs> oh,
0: shit.
2: <laughs> bones have pretty cool names.
0: I, I believe it. I can't think of any. Your hip bone connects to your leg bone.
1: Yep. Number three, the metacarsis. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, uh, I don't know.
0: You could do. Well, I don't want to give you ideas, but. No, you can give me ideas. You, you could do tube stops.
2: And what? And. Like, what's the other thing you have to guess? Is it just two things that I like?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Contestants from Bake Off. (laughs) I don't know. See, it
2: has to be like, because I don't really know Yu-Gi-Oh! And I also don't really know the other thing that you're talking about, generally. You You gave me that softball with Harry Potter chapters one time. Yeah. But, yeah. So it would have to be, Two two things that neither of you know much about,
1: right? Actu- actual cities in the UK or not?
0: <laughs> Ooh,
2: <laughs> oh, I love that. I like There's that some one.
0: fun ones. Uh, we could do. No, now I'm just thinking of stuff that I know. Anyway, you think about it. Take your time. If it doesn't happen, that's fine. Doesn't happen. All right. But I think I think that if you wanted to turn the tables, mm-hmm. the next like eh, four weeks would be a good time to do it. So it's a lot of pressure. I'm just going to drop that right there. Um. So. That brings us to the end of, uh, I almost said yu gi oh or not, F-Zero or not. We don't have a monster bracket because there aren't any monsters. Uh, We (laughs) killed them all. You're welcome.
1: Do you want to just talk about random F-Zero pilots? I know you wanted to talk about James McCloud.
0: I do want to talk about James McCloud. Can we talk about James McCloud real quick? I think Lauren might might appreciate this. There's a strange crossover that happens in F-Zero. Are you familiar with the game Star Fox?
2: Uh, I mean, kind of.
0: You know the character Star Fox? Yeah. Well, Fox McCloud is the name of the character.
1: So And James McCloud is his dad. And
2: isn't he an actual fox though? mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: Yes. So this person mm-hmm. is also James
0: McCloud and he happens to dress like Fox McCloud, but is a human
1: being.
2: Are the universes related in any way? Like do they ever do they overlap?
1: I think it's just a fun easter egg. I yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's
0: just Nintendo
1: being Nintendo.
0: Uh, oh, also, I've just noticed this. Uh, Fox, per, wow, sorry, James McLeod's uh, uh, racing vehicle looks like an R-wing.
1: Yes. Mm. Uh, another one, fun thing. Uh, James McCloud is like a fighter pilot, and the group he's with is called Galaxy Dog. Uh,
0: uh, not quite Star Fox.
1: No. It's just like <laughs> flip just, side of just Star just
0: Fox. Barely off. Uh, what are some other fun ones?
1: Uh, let's see some some other fun ones. Um, there there are just so many. There's like thirty five. <laughs> That's the
0: thing. Is it you? Know, you say like, oh, what are some other fun ones?
1: Um, that Let me, let's um talk about, sounds
0: like none of them are cool. The problem is, is all about, of them are horrible. Let's <laughs>
1: talk about the skull. Okay, here. I'll drop a link to the skull in here.
2: I do like the skull. Just, the skull is know, literally
1: a robot skeleton. Driving an F zero machine.
0: Uh, okay, let me pull up this page. Ooh. Oh, he's got like a um got like a ghost rider vibe.
2: Uh, he? yeah
1: <laughs> That's that's the, the noise he makes.
2: I have a, a tattoo that's doing a very similar expression. <laughs> Actually, yeah,
0: kind of. <laughs> Uh yeah, Lauren has a tattoo of like a skeletal or skeletal, as they would say. Oh yeah, or, there he is. Uh, uh ah. a mermaid. Yeah. Ah.
2: Ah. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a weird cryptid mermaid the thing. S-
0: the skull. The skull drives Sonic Phantom. Uh, and is under age. It says two hundred and forty-one. <laughs> that's cool uh but it's because he did the the future thing too
1: yeah Um,
0: is there anyone in this show or in this game rather that is just straight up from the future
1: like from the current like the current era yeah like like almost everyone or do you mean the future of the future
0: Is there someone from the future of the future?
1: There is someone from the future of the future, and that someone is uh, Phoenix.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about Phoenix, and let's wrap this up.
1: Uh, Phoenix is the inverse of uh, Ryu Suzaku. Phoenix is a space cop from the 29th century who traveled backwards in time to race in the F-Zero. Why? To avert some catastrophe that would occur in the next few years.
0: Can someone do that to 2020, I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) Come on, Phoenix, we need you.
2: Slightly before 2016, please.
1: Yeah, ooh, yeah.
2: If we can go back a little further. If we're doing time travel, anyway. So that's
1: Phoenix, and he looks like uh, another version of Captain Falcon. He looks like Kaiba Man. He (laughs) he does kind of look like Kaiba Man. Um, Phoenix is also from F-Zero AX, the arcade game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he is one of the last that you can unlock in F-Zero GX, the console game. It's very hard to unlock him.
0: What were you going to say, Lauren?
2: He looks like if the Phantom of the Opera became a superhero.
0: Ooh, yeah. Actually, yeah.
2: Or a supervillain, I can't quite tell.
0: The phoenix of F-Zero is arrived. (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't remember the lyrics. Thank you. Someone
1: you might like, Lauren, is Spade, who is a circus performer. Oh, I do like circus performers.
0: Lauren's uh, villager outfit in uh, Animal Crossing right now is sort of like a uh, It's the
2: jester costume.
0: Yeah, like a like a creepy clown it's vibe. The black
2: and white jester costume. Oh,
0: Speed looks like Skinny Megabyte from Reboot.
1: Is it a
2: <laughs> robot?
1: Uh, no, he is just a circus performer. But his what? his torso is like him? floating above his legs. Oh. Jesus, also, machine
2: name Magic Seagull, which is. Uh, hey, baby, you want to go for a
0: Magic Seagull ride?
2: <laughs> no, my parents told me to stay away from drugs.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I will say this has kind of been my, my issue with the last two people. Both Phoenix and uh, Spade, their vehicles, where like Ryu in the show, as I said, kind of just looks like a Super Nintendo got squished. Mm-hmm. These people are literally just flying jet planes
1: yeah so some of them are just boxes some of them are planes like actual jets uh specifically beast man's uh, machine uh just looks like a uh like a spitfire or something that the wings got chopped off of
0: cool good all right f0 just you know it, just just pick a lane and stay in it pun intended
1: F f0 who's Elaine like, design choices. That? It's just a grab bag of every concept you can think of. It's got superheroes, like weird space aliens, villains, uh, super shredded doctors, uh, (laughs) all kinds of shit. It's fun. All right. Yeah, it is fun. It's a wacky universe. And I hope Nintendo (laughs) revisits it sometime.
0: I hope so, too. I I hope they they actually re-release these episodes because that'd be really nice. But for now, it's on YouTube, uh, or at least the first episode. Uh and we can kind of just go from there. Um all right, that I think brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, next week we'll be watching something completely different. We actually haven't decided yet. We'll decide uh, off mic and, and, and let y'all know. Um, but but keep an eye out for that. Go to our website, heartofthe.cards. Uh, if you have any questions for us or fan fiction, like listener Dab wrote in uh, this week, uh, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Jimmy, you posted a Text thread of ours. <laughs> uh, that was uh, my my musings on uh, the deification of Yugi, and um, a text
1: that I got at like three forty in the morning.
0: <laughs> you know, sometimes I have thoughts, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, like I said at the at the start of the episode. If you're the kind of person that likes to support podcasts and artists, uh, even if you don't have a way to do that with money at the moment, go click the link that we have in our show notes and uh, find ways to give to Black Lives Matters causes. Uh, there's a whole list of links there that uh, can be really helpful if you want to get involved. Until next time.
1: You got boost power.